Mr. Hare. Mr. Hare <laughs> has arrived. Yes. He has! I, I, I was equally as shocked and surprised and delighted to find that Mr. Hare, a.k.a. Harold, has actually emerged on the planet. It's a creation of the awesomely talented Zoe Jameson, <laughs> our vet extraordinaire. Zoe, how are you? Yes, I'm very good, thank you. So, how are you? I'm, I'm, well, even better now that I can actually sort of see Mr. Hare in 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 in, in actual fact here. <laughs> I mean, this is this is just a whole new leap forward. Now we knew that you were a talented artist. We knew obviously a fully qualified vet, and you've just had your first week as a vet, and we're going to talk about that in a few moments. But Harold, aka Mr. Hare. Oh look, there's a cockerel in the background there. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure. Oh, he's over there. <laughs> so, so, it's all right. We don't have to actually uh, seek out the car crawl. We can hear it's not a sound effect. We can genuinely say it's via Zoom. I mean, you know, Zoe, you are raising this bar just, just further up week by week on these phone calls. I mean, people said, no, they're not, she's not going to beat the, could you move your car out of the way message from, from last time around? But you have, you've got hens, you've got cockerels, you've got newbury come to life, and you've got Mr. Hare as well. <laughs> yeah bring your start. pet to zoom day <laughs> well so yeah, this is true well spike is very excited by mr her and in fact has, has already asked me uh can you actually please ask somebody to do a version of myself so oh, <laughs> oh so maybe we should get a hedgehog on the go i think so i think so i think he's he, he's looking for that um obviously i used to think cockles actually just did the whole uh shouty bits or crowing, to be precise, um, in the morning. In the morning, <laughs> but but here we are in the middle of the afternoon. Is it? Is this normal? I'm not sure. Maybe I'll take you and see if I can find our hips. Let's see. Oh, yeah. Right. We now we now emerged. You see, there are people. Who say, this this is just Zoe doing. Yes, we can. We can indeed. <laughs> I can confirm for the radio listener here, the audio listener, that a cockerel has just <laughs> ran quite literally, scuttled across. <laughs> Across the thing, like some sort of crazed, demented Martian. It's wonderful, you know. Except he's not. You knew great, we were talking obviously. about him. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's light, obviously. So, so, and obviously, sort of wanting to make sure that he's ruling, ruling that roost. Very good. He is indeed. Um, so, is this now Zoe Jameson home base for for the pre for the present moment? Is is this where you've unpacked your things? for the foreseeable um, future whilst you're doing your veterinary studies, or are you just basically saying, well, I just fancied a place which had a cockerel running around? Yeah, this isn't quite where I'm going to be based, but it's where my pony's going to be based. So I'm just right. making his bed. Look, here we go. Yeah, this is good. <laughs> um, so yeah, he's going to have the cockerels to wake him up. Um, and I'm, I just live down the road, so not too far. Okay, so, and, and your pony's name is? Gizmo. Gizmo. <laughs> Well, clearly the cockerel agrees, which is fine. Yeah. So Gizmo, and as in G-I-Z, or Z for our American listeners, M-O, Gizmo. Yeah, Gizmo. I'm sure there's I'm a connection cool. between this. Yeah. Does the cockerel have a name? And I'm not sure. Today's my first day here, so I have to go oh. and ask someone. Um, but he seems uh. very friendly. <laughs> Listen, he knows that Zoe Jameson is in the house. That's cockerel speak for kind of being cool. Da down with the down with the hens, basically. In the down house. Down with the hens. So exactly. So he's clearly actually getting very excited 
by the whole cockroach scenario thing. So Gizmo, yeah. Gizmo is the pony. And how old is Gizmo? Talk us through, because I mean, Gizmo is clearly going to be a star of future Zoe Jameson uh, Zoom casts and Zoom interviews, I can tell. Yeah, we'll have to meet him soon. So he uh, was my sister's pony, um, but I'm borrowing him for a while. So he got the ferry over this morning from Ireland to Holyhead, and now he's on his way down from Holyhead. So um, a big day of travelling. Yeah, so again, I'm just sort of trying to get my head around this because it's only a week ago when you took that journey yourself and I thought, well, that was, that was ambitious, etc. And now you're saying that Irish ponies are so well-trained that actually they can get their tickets, they can check the coronavirus thing, they can actually hop on yeah. an actual ferry, presumably ferry as opposed to swimming across, silly, even for a horse. Um, so uh, got, got over and now he's actually, he's, he's coming down uh, at this moment to, to, to see you in Newbury. Yeah, very self-sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> Was he aware of this or, or does he just think, Zoe's sister has abandoned me, I don't know where well, we're going to go. Um, so a friend of my, a mutual friend basically lives in Newbury and was over in Ireland visiting, dropping off a pony and is bringing him back with another pony uh, for her daughter. So she is very kindly transporting him along too, but I'm sure he doesn't have any idea what's going on. <laughs> so, Never mind. I'm a different species, Zoe, and I don't have any idea what's going on either. So, you know. <laughs> <laughs> on that basis alone, I think I share a great deal in common with Gizmo. So, you know, we'll work through that. Uh, I'm sure Gizmo used to be the name of a, um, um, a, um, a character that you should never actually sort of shine light on after midnight, etc. Um, oh, sorry. What of those, what of those, oh, oh um, now I'm, 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 I will find this out before too long. Okay. It was a fairly famous uh, uh, movie that was at before you were born actually but was quite quite was quite popular in terms of uh, i'm sure that gizmo was the was, was the key lead of this this side of okay. thing you must never water them never let them get uh, uh light bright light shine upon them otherwise they go crazy um he does like his sleep so probably best not to disturb them after midnight right yeah we'll, we'll follow that. so let's get back to i was gonna say let's get back to mr hare but gizmo has taken us on a completely different zone <laughs> <Whoopsie>. um, <laughs> mr hare is a very, or an image, a portrait of Mr. Hare, otherwise known as Harold. Yeah. Any reason for Harold as a name? Um, Harold was my grandpa's name. And did he have floppy ears and was somewhat furry? Uh, no, but he did like hairs. <laughs> there so, we are. Um... <laughs> so, fighting Seemed hairs. like a logical thing to yeah. do. I mean, I think we've both on our country shows seen sculptures of boxing hairs and, and that's always mm. been quite exciting. In fact, if memory serves, actually, when we were last at uh, Burley, uh, there was a, a boxing hair sculptor that was there. I think one of the Gillick brothers actually specialised in, in terms of doing that. Um, but actually, you've, you, you, you selected a, a much more sedate pose for, for Harold, a.k.a. Mr. Hare. Uh, in terms of yeah. just sort of sit, it, it's it's profile, it's profile, not too not too dissimilar to the late Jack Charlton. Um, obviously, Jack Charlton not being not being hairy and clearly passed on uh, recently. Um, but uh, yeah, so what so what inspired you to do a hair? Well, um, I suppose my mum was just talking about it. Basically, I needed some more ideas. I kind of done the farmyard thing and. Um, yeah, I'm just trying to expand the collection. So I think well, now we're going on a bit of a wildlife tangent. So maybe Spike will feature soon. His excitement knows no bounds. <laughs> if, 
if folk are actually keen to find us out, now I gather if you go to Zoe Olivia Art on Facebook, will that actually take you through how... This is presumably a limited edition. Uh, so actually, it should really be £45,000 as opposed to £45 that we're looking for here. There is obviously <laughs> a typo in terms of actually if you wish to, to work through this. But there is also a superb video which actually shows the sort of stages by which Mr. Hare actually greased the earth with a wonderful thing. That, well, you, I, oh, I don't know what I'm holding up to you for. I mean, you know what I'm talking about because you actually set up the page. It took me hours but, to make that. <laughs> well, it's worthwhile. It's, it shows that you were not, I mean, not, not only were you running during lockdown, but you're also ensuring that your skill set in terms of making entertainment for the growing band of Facebookers were, was, was just there. And obviously that, that has now led into Zoomers and, and so on. Okay. So I, I might as well have torn up the script for this program today, but it's, it just goes Sorry. to show. When... <laughs> Zoe, it's always, it's always a absolute delight to be sort of ferried wherever you take me in, in every sense of the word. Um, Although crossing the Irish Sea is something we'll clearly have to look forward to in, in, in the not too distant future. You have now completed one whole week, almost, in a few hours from now, as a fully qualified professional vet. You've been worked off your feet, working through other vets. We did a an audio phone thing yesterday. Um, if I was to ask you to score it out of 10, what would you actually give it? Um, 10, I'm going to go there, straight to the top. Brilliant. Uh, and in terms of the horses and the what well, mostly horses that you've been working with yeah we're only well I'm only dealing with horses mm. um so it was a busy first week straight in at the deep end um we actually ran out of stables on Friday so that wasn't very good um but you know make the best of a bad situation right. we managed to get round it and uh, it's back under control today touch wood uh, and, and, and any of those key things, uh, w was there any, I mean, we talked about memorable things. I've had a chance to reflect on that. Were there any kind of ponies or horses who effectively said, I will always remember you as, as one of my most special first professional veterinary duties? Or is that just a case of I'm a um, professional, everybody means everything to me? Well, yeah, there's been a bit of a whirlwind of cases this week, but we did have a miniature Shetland pony and to have his teeth checked. So that was quite cute. The Shetland Pony Grand National is something that I'm, uh, I, 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 I still actually do know one of the founders who actually set that up a few years ago. And um, it is one of those extraordinary things, which are a bit like one of these Zoomers that with yourself, so one can't quite believe it's actually happening, even though it's taking place before your very eyes. <laughs> yeah, you're never quite sure of the result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because I mean, it's, they're, 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 as, the as the name suggests, Shetland Ponies are quite small. And obviously the jockeys who ride them, many of whom actually go on to have full careers as runners, as, as riders in the, in the professional industry. But they are, we, they're small people, aren't they? We small. That's not to say that the dwarves, they're just yeah, actually tiny young adults, bit. basically. Yes. Very good. Yes, um, very so, so Gizmo arrives later on today and Gremlins. Yes, yeah, imminently. Sorry? Yeah, yes, I, could, I, I could just about hear you. I know your, your your iPhone is telling me that the bandwidth is low. I don't care as oh. long as we can connect together. That's important. We're dealing with cockerels yeah, online, I'm, so you know everything. Who will knows work where out. I am? <laughs> exactly. You'll be in Afghanistan for all I know, in some sort of way, with white cockerels running across the things. It's, it's amazing. Uh, Gremlins was the movie. <laughs> Gremlins was the movie I, I couldn't quite remember. Oh. Obviously, 
our research team came together and I'm sure, was it Gizmo and Gremlin? Anyway, it's fair to say that your pony is not a Gremlin because otherwise he would be called something completely Hopefully different. Hopefully not. We better not tell him we were comparing him to Gremlins. <laughs> very true. So we not be very happy. Neither would the cockerel, clearly, as we can hear in the background. <laughs> you know, Zoe, I'm beginning to think that no radio show would be complete without having added cockerel crowing sounds in the background. Uh, I think, in fact, I, I will look to that and make it as a genuine suggestion. Very sorry. It's one of those ways in which we can just lift ahead of, of our sort of broadcasting colleagues, etc. and say, you know, Siren Radio, we bring you added cockerels. <laughs> Um, They're desperate to be involved today, aren't they? <laughs> yes. And it's just keeping me, it's making me feel so countryfied. It's, it's untrue. I mean, I, I, I'm always tempted to actually get in the car and drive 300 miles down to go and see you now. But I'm not going to. Um, <laughs> so, Can I hold myself back momentarily for, for that? Much, which is all right. Um, so what are you looking forward to next week as, as, as we consider? I mean, obviously Gizmo will be a, and, and I mean, will you get a chance to see Gizmo as a case of, well, he'll have to be fitted in, in betwixt the rest of the horses. Yeah, Gizmo is um, going to add quite a lot of time to my daily routine, but um, I'm going, well, so far my plan is to come and see him in the mornings and then see how we go. It's all going to be a bit of a learning curve, but Absolutely. it'll be fine. I'm, sure. I'm tempted to say, uh, at this stage, I'm thinking, should we actually do a Zoomer whilst uh, Zoe's doing the mucking out? No, I don't think so. It's, you know, it's just, but <laughs> people could take it as a critical comment on the programme, and I won't go there. I'm not um, sure you'd find that very entertaining. It's, it's, but at the end of the day, up from the ashes grow the roses of success. <laughs> chitty, chitty, bang, bang. Uh, in every sense of the word. Um, so we, <laughs> next we go say back in we've already sorted out other sort of aspects the next stage of course is what tessa snart did yesterday which is actually start taking photographs of our zoom calls yeah I know. oh yes I, I, <laughs> I saw that on facebook very impressive <laughs> well that's why sand does tessa does country in the kitchen basically uh because i i as, as you know i'm quite happy to take photographs but I'd, even, I'd steered away from that because I just thought, let's just hope the computer connections work, and they have. Uh, so, <laughs> so clearly the next little stage is for us to somehow along the way um, do a joint uh, phoner with Tessa at some sort of other time. So we probably need to look at scheduling that sometime in the evening, obviously, because as we know, effectively, yes. Zoe is out literally during the course of the day. I mean, what's the, is the typical day 8am through to 8pm? Or, or what, what, what's the sort of scheduled hours? How, I mean, basically what I'm saying, Zoe, is are they working you too hard? Um, yeah, we do have quite long days. Um, we've been starting at like quarter to eight in the morning and then it depends what time we finish on how much thing, like how much we have to do and how the cases have gone. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And <laughs> are you, do you do things like, are you on call? I mean, could a call come at like 3 a.m. in the morning and suddenly you have to, uh, you know, uh, like some kind of crazed superhero, uh, <laughs> like a cockerel girl? No, perhaps not. It's not a good idea. Um, uh, he's no girl. Or you, you, would you effectively sort of go to the rescue? Yeah, I am on call, but just not. They've very kindly given me three weeks to shadow and find my feet. So I'm allowed to be on call with other um, members of staff. And then in, well, two weeks now, <laughs> um, I'll be on call all by myself. So 
which is which means that you know we could be doing one of these zoomers quite happily and then the bat phone goes or the cockle phone and whoosh, you know suddenly you're very exciting you know it's it's great you know <laughs> zoe it has been fantastic <laughs> yourself i mean it always is uh, but i feel as though with mr hare Harold, aka, um, available obviously for, for for purchase if you wish. I mean, is it is it just a one-off limited print, or are there other? I mean, how how what's the sort of idea in terms of uh, Zoe um, Olivia? There's, well, there's fifty of them available, um, so they all are going to come with a certificate of authenticity, um, and then numbered. So, right. yeah, so, so obviously, I need I need to be quick to. to, to, to... Oh. He's so excited. He's so excited. I clearly need, needs to be quick to actually get my, my certificate in there. So yeah, I'll, 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 we, we, I'll get that sorted through, no doubt. Um, as I said, uh, I mean, it's, it seems, it seems as though I should put this to the unnamed cockerel in the background as much as yourself, really. But inevitably, I'm going to ask yeah, you. Absolutely. <laughs> have, have you had a reasonably interesting Zuma for your second Zuma today? Has it been okay? Absolutely, it's been brilliant. And, I mean, I feel as though I should have a, a lie down in a darkened room now, and I, I'm, just, I'm just sort of connecting for a, a computer screen. It's great. So the next critical question is, as we've said, will you return same time, same cockerel channel next week with more ZJ yeah, Wonderman? Yeah, it sounds like he wants to be involved too, doesn't it? <laughs> will you be back with us and obviously we'll do our usual phone on saturday uh, will you be back with Sounds us sounds perfect um so we are continuing uh, another series of zoomers with uh this time in many ways it's it's seasoned professional midweek drivers. effectively we have two of the finest you could ever wish to actually encounter uh, both on the same show together because we now know that having worked individually these group things do actually work first of all a hearty welcome back to tessa snart how are you tessa Hello, really well. Glad to be back for the second, third, however many times today. <laughs> That's today, yeah, exactly. exactly. It's, it's, it's all there. You'd be pleased to know that Jessica Ward, uh, over in the Isle of Man, completely COVID-19 uh, clear, the whole uh, island, uh, and uh, she was uh, sharing with us tales of how she's been dealing with stories about uh, pink uh, seagulls, uh, and indeed uh, ladies in the Isle of Man who are actually making quite a profit from selling small tins containing nothing but pure fresh air. It's nice, isn't it, really? Uh, let's move to our ace correspondent from the wonderful world of Cleethorpes. She's a singer. She's a songwriter. She's been featured on sound uh, on Country in the Kitchen, which is more than I have, Tessa Snot, I can tell you. But there we are. That's OK. Uh, Alex, it's... we'll get you on. We'll, we'll do an episode together. Well, <laughs> it's Chloe Rose. Yay, Chloe. Whoa. Yay. Hello. Glad to be back, and I'm loving this Zoom experience. It's it's fabulous. It, really it has is. become a, a way in which not only can we stay in touch with each other, but actually pr produce good quality shows for the world. So it's marvellous stuff. Chloe, what have you been doing this week? Because when last we spoke, I think, uh, obviously you were just getting back to some kind of level of fitness. Uh, I mean, as, as Tessa doubtless is aware, and as, as doubtless the, the listener sh uh, is aware, you have uh, taken the last few months quite seriously because you had uh, appendicitis, you had uh, your appendix removed, uh, you've had COVID tests, you've had everything you could wish for in Cleethorpes. Absolutely, and you know what? Why not? Go for <laughs> Why it. Why not? not the experience? 
had the experience. I mean, it was unexpected. I must admit to you, it was very unexpected. But these things happen. The teachers' things, we learn things along the way. And I've, I've learned things about myself. I've learned that, you know what? I'm much stronger than I thought. So there you go. My body's obviously cope with it. And you've just got to keep going. Um, but yeah, other than um, the surgery and everything like that, I've just been getting back into music, starting up with my songwriting again. Um, I've got some singles that I do want to release this year. Some stuff that I've sort of had sat on the shelf that really I should have really put out there. And then I'm working with a few people um, that um, that I like into songwriting as well. I'm going to be collaborating on some songs this year as well. So that's quite exciting. So there will be some new things happening. So, woo! <laughs> it's wonderful. Now, Tessa and myself were just chatting oh, recently, a uh, different show. It's on there. Uh, you can listen to the podcast, of course, with Jessica Lynn, who's a uh, uh, singer-songwriter based in New York. And she was sharing with us her tale of how she was really heavily influenced in her youth by Richard Marks. And there was a wonderful sort of line where, as I think a five or six-year-old, she was a big fan and went to see Richard Marks in concert. And then 20 years later, she's actually professionally opening him, opening up for Richard Marks, opening him, sounds like a surgery. Um, she, he, she's professionally opening for him. She's, she's doing all that side of things. So my first question to you, uh, Chloe, today is, is there any particular songwriter, singer, songwriter, songwriter that effectively you were a fan of as a, you know, as a child, you know, in your sort of early formative years? You think, yeah, I wouldn't mind working with them now. Yeah, it's just, it, you know, I quite like Kate Bush, to be honest with you. Um, she's a, she's a producer as well as a, a singer songwriter, and I just think she's incredible. You know, she's quite quirky, and that's what I like about it. That when she creates things, it's not just about the production side of stuff, and even the songwriting. It's it's how she uses her voice in different ways as well, and it's just so. You know, she makes everything so atmospheric. I'm I'm quite interested. I would love. I mean, that would be insane, but. You know, you can only dream. You can Running only up that hill with red shoes, saying, Heathcliff, it's me, your Cathy, so come home. Exactly. I'm not going to do yeah. the height of Kate Bush because, <laughs> frankly, my trousers aren't tight enough. But anyway, um, Tessa, what, what about yourself? Do you have a, a similar sort of character you think? Or maybe you've already worked with them. Maybe, I mean, what, what, what's, what, what have you, from your, from your childhood, you think, yeah, I was a big fan of so-and-so, so-and-so, and I'd like to work with them now. Oh gosh, I have so, so many. Obviously, in terms of, I guess, presenting or radio, it would be like Bob Harris or... I do really like Zoe Ball, actually. Um, Makeda Strachan was a big one, but of course, because of you, Alex, I did get to speak to her over the airwaves. Um, gosh, it's hard when you put on the spot, but there's so many. In terms of music, there is... There's there's so many people I would love to interview or meet or um, that's just that's that take all day to list. So that, then it will happen. <laughs> Clearly, it will happen. Now, Tessa, at this very moment, you are not only with us, engaged in spirit and mind from that point of view, but you've also been following on the socials and via, I believe, YouTube and Zoom and other techniques. A an event that isn't the New York Book Festival, but it's a country event, which of course you were present at live last year. And despite COVID-19 striking, they still went ahead with this. They said, we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it online. Talk to us about what you've been watching. Yeah, okay, so um, it's the Dixiefield Festival, which um, it actually started last year, so it's in its second year. But of course they've decided to stream it because we can't be there. Altogether. Shouldn't they actually just call it the Field Festival now and actually drop the D word in, in terms of these political correct days? I'm just, just saying. 
Yeah, it has been discussed and there has been comments. So whether that's going to happen for mm. next year, I don't know. But it's Dixie for the streams this year. Um, and currently, I think until six o'clock or nine o'clock, they're doing um, lots of independent musicians. So they're performing. At the moment, it's New Music Hour. So that's via YouTube. So obviously, if you purchase the ticket, you get a link and you register. Um, and yeah, you, you basically go onto YouTube. Um, these are pre-recorded clips. Um, so gosh, there's, who have we had? Jade Hellowell, Bob Fitzgerald, uh, Royal South. They're all names that are known within the country scene um, here and overseas. Uh, who else have we got? Uh, and yet, yet Tessa, I'm, I'm a little bit surprised actually, given that she created such a, a stir when she was featured on the uh, Sound and Country Vision early days, that there's no sign of Chloe Rose there. I mean, what, what's going on? You know, it was in our festival. Get on the country bandwagon. They would love you. Oh, woo! I might do some country songs, you never know. That'd you be fun. You did do a Johnny Cash cover, didn't you, the other day? Yes, I did. Yeah. Oh, thank you, sweet pea. Well, I'm thinking maybe, maybe I should try, sort of, I don't know, challenge myself a bit more, something a bit different, because yeah. it shocks people, doesn't it? So, yeah, good idea, Tessa. It all creates, I mean, there's a lot of pop artists out there now. Um, look at Kelsey Ballerini and, oh, what's her name? Taylor Swift. No, no, um, Halsey, they've oh. collaborated. Um, oh, this yeah. uh, Zed and Marin Morris, you could be the next. Yes, woo! There you are, Chloe. More helpful hints from Country in the Kitchen, courtesy of Tessa Snarch. It's wonderful. And indeed, Sound of Country Vision. Um, Country music in general, it's its an interesting, I mean, when we first booked you, obviously, when certainly Tessa booked you for your first appearance on uh, Sound and Country Vision back in the day, how many months ago was it now? It seems like a different world. Um, but was that, were you thinking about country or is it a case of, from your own point of view, as long as the music is good, you don't mind whether it's country, whether it's new romantic, whether it's thrash metal, whatever. Although Chloe Rose does thrash metal, would be quite interesting, really. <laughs> Thrush metal. Is it me? Thrush, Sorry, thrush. I, <laughs> I, I didn't know who the question was for. No, it's not quite. It's just an observation, Chloe. Oh, feel right. free to burst <laughs> in, as is your want. I know, this is Oh, dear. Oh, dear. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you never know. There's all different genres you can try now. I mean, it'd be quite interesting to see me rack out a Bon Jovi track, see how that goes. But I don't know. I'm not quite sure. It might be curtains for me in that case, if I tried a Bon Jovi one. I'm not sure, but we'll see. <laughs> oh, dear. Anyway, that's a phrase, curtains. I bet you're thinking, what do I mean, curtains? But If you, if you have a listen to Kelsey Ballerini, I could see you singing those sort of pop country yeah, have a listen to her. You'd be interested. Yeah. Um, all the new wave of country artists, you'd fit right in. You should have a go, definitely. I'll check it out. I definitely yeah. would. Bring a bit of Chloe Rose to the country scene. <laughs> yeah. And we have a test for both of you at present, which uh, I know Eloise Sheehan, who uh, critiques these shows and she'll be looking through, will be, will be keen to know whether you can identify the, the person in question. So can you tell me who, I'm holding you up to the camera now, who is this little fellow? Our mascot. Yes, and the name is? Oh no. Yep. No. You see, once again, I'm sorry, but you know, it's, it's, he's shaking his head. He's, he's, he's saddened. He's saddened by the whole thing. You see, our veterinary correspondent was straight in there. Zoe Jameson instantly said, it's Spike. You know, no mercy. Oh. Yeah, exactly. You know? 
I mean, I, I'm not sure whether not even remembering his name is tantamount to Ben Lewis saying, is he Spud? No, you know, it's definitely not. Hey, yes. I Spike. Did you? Yes. <laughs> well, I've, it must let be... I've let the side down. I've let the side down now. It was lost in that Zoom, that Zoom miasma then, Tessa. Anyway, that's, that's, that's okay. Uh, and oh. I, I, I wouldn't care. He's actually sat on your lap, Chloe. I mean, on a miniature train. No, goodness sakes. If, if you look at your Southside Broadcasting calendar, you will see that most of the images there are actually of yourself, you know, in terms of the month of um, July. I bet you haven't even got the calendar now. It's, no, no, it's... Oh, I've got, I've got that calendar still, but I just feel dreadful. Poor Spike. It's like I've just ignored him, like he didn't exist. I know he exists, but I just forgot the name. You know, it happens. Okay. He's not always the names. Yeah. He's, he, he's okay now. He's chilling. You know, I'll put him into therapy. We'll be fine. You know, it'll be, it'll be good. Um, so, Chloe, any chance now or any, any thoughts now that you, any questions you'd like to put to Tessa? Because there's a real chance before we actually go on to the next part of this in which uh, the three of us will hopefully welcome Arthur Weingarten and maybe even Annette Andre to actually uh, connect with us from Los Angeles. It really all depends on how effectively Annette can link up to uh, the uh, uh, the web. She did very well the other night. Uh, Arthur, hopeless. So we'll just have to wait and see what happens with respect to that. You know, I'm not breaking any confidences here. He's just not into his computers. Why should he be? Um, so, Chloe, the interviewing mantle is yours if you want to so you throw those questions. Anything you like to put to Tessa that effectively, yes. you know, you, you're socially distanced. You're in Cleethorpe. She's, she's in another part of Lincolnshire entirely. So, you know, just go for it. Yeah. Um I just wondered like how it's been Tessa um, for you like during lockdown I know it's difficult because usually you're out and about talking interviewing people you know in the radio station like how is it how's the experience different you know how has it gone for you basically I'd be interested to know yeah well I decided because obviously I've been furloughed from my my day job um I decided to start my podcast country in the kitchen um and that's that's kept me sane uh, throughout obviously doing interviews so I've been doing the home podcast side of it rather than going out and doing the interviews and that's been really nice. Um, obviously it hasn't been without its technical difficulties you know I've had to learn about different microphones and all of this and that but of course Alex has helped me out a little bit there knowing Podbean and, and all that side of things. Um, other than that my partner Rick he's still been going to work so I've still had a little bit of routine and so that's yeah. really helped. But there has been times where, I guess, because I've been in the house most of the time, you do get a little bit down. Um, and I'm sure most people can relate to that. Um, but other than that, I've been getting on okay. Thank you. Good. Good. I've been seeing all the updates. And so I just thought I wanted to know more about what you were doing. And it sounds great. Sounds amazing, as always. Oh, thank you. I've decided to kind of record. Well, I've started recording two interviews a week. But sometimes that goes down to down to one depending on timings of what I'm doing uh, but I kind of release one every Friday on Podbean and it goes out on iTunes and Spotify but of course instead of just being UK country artists I thought I would have guests on kind of lived in the countryside or, or kind of, you know worked as farmers or even like Jane South, uh, Jane Southall who works for the Lincolnshire Showground anything to do with agriculture agricultural and farming because obviously that's a big part of Lincolnshire and a big part yeah. of England. Um, so I thought I'd bring that into the mix as well and it's been really nice talking to different people. 
Mm, very nice. I like that. I like how you've, you've sort of linked it together with the countryside itself. It makes sense. I like it. Very good. <laughs> yeah. I mean, initially, I thought country in the kitchen, she's just going to have a pile of manure somewhere in the kitchen. But, you know, it's fine. <laughs> I think you've really actually yeah. taken it, you've run with it, you've developed it. I'll let you into a little secret. The podcast started off in the kitchen, at the kitchen table, where I sit now. But obviously, I had to advance in technology. So I now sit upstairs and pretend I'm at my kitchen table. You see, that's why... <laughs> that's why Clearly, that's why it stops having that outside loo feeling where you actually have a WC, have that nice echo chamber that comes through. Let's get out of the bag now. It's <laughs> a shame me. Can you not use a virtual... Create, as you can with Zoom, I believe, you can actually download virtual backgrounds and put your virtual yeah. background in there so you have virtual horses in the background. That would be a good idea. See, I record all the interviews just audio only rather than video. But do you know what? I could start doing that. <laughs> It'd be quite interesting. I like it in the background. It'd look good. <laughs> it's it's always the creativity, but as we know, radio is so strong because it's the theatre of the mind, uh, and uh, we will be progressing now that we've actually confirmed, and I think we've just about signed the contracts and details virtually or with Chloe uh, to joining us for the next little segment of this uh, little um, midweek drive Zoomer package that we're doing. Um, in a wee while, although it might be almost simultaneously, we'll actually move effortlessly into the next interview where we will be featuring, as I say, Arthur Weingarten from um, Los Angeles. Well, actually not Los Angeles, San Diego. Arthur, of course, when he heard uh, Chloe uh, and her rendition of Golden Dreams said that has to be the next Bond theme. And of course, we've never had a Bond movie since then because No Time to Die has been sort of postponed because of coronavirus. So clearly the message was yep. that if only had gone for Chloe's theme, the movie would have Everything would have worked. That's it. That's it. You're we right. Will, we will follow that through. <laughs> uh, but for now, for, for, for this particular moment in time, whether I edit this in, have we both had a reasonably interesting Zoomer? Has it been okay, guys? Fabulous. That's do you know what we need to do, Alex? What do we need to do, Tessa? We need to take a photo. Oh, Lord. Yes. <laughs> we usually do when we're at the studio. I know, I know, but I'll be okay. Well, if you wish, if you wish, I'll put you in charge of the telephonic t uh, t sort of photo scenarios here. Uh, 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 would you like Spike in or without, as you recognise his name? I'll, I'll put him within. So there we are. And now Tess is going to do a photograph. She'll do the social media. How would you like us to pose for you, Tess? How would you like us to be okay with that? We're now actually, for the benefit of the listener, actually doing a photograph. There we go. Do you know, the time has finally arrived where we have succeeded. Thanks to Annette Andre, success has manifested and Arthur Weingarten is communicating with us via a computer device, via Zoom, our ace writer in San Diego. Arthur, welcome to your first ever official Zoomer link with the Midweek Drive. How are you? Not only with the midweek drive, but with everything else in the universe. I can't believe I'm sitting here doing this. <laughs> Look, if they could do it in Wonder Woman, if they could actually have InVision communications there, we can do it in 2020. Galt's brain had nothing on this. We're working through the process. You know what, what, what it reminds me of? I must tell you this. I told it to, to Annette when, when she said you wanted me to do this. When I was young, five, six, seven years old, uh, I used to uh, religiously look at the Dick Tracy comic strip. And one day, uh, this was during World War II, 
Dick Tracy appeared with a wrist radio TV set that was revolutionary, and he was tracking down some German spies with his, his lady love, Tess Trueheart. And I remember thinking to myself, oh, would I love to have one of those radio TV things and all that. So look at, here we are today. It's, I mean, a rather large risk, but <laughs> it's amazing to me. We've lost the sound. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. Oh, I was muted there. It's okay. T today, of course, Arthur, we haven't got Tess Trueheart, but we have got Tessa Snart. So there we are, Tessa <laughs> and Arthur, you can finally connect to eat with each other. There we are. <laughs> Lovely to talk with you. Yes, yes, same here. No, it's far to say, Arthur, it's fair to say, even far to say, uh, that uh, the Snart family, not only do they have a wonderful copy of this wonderful text upon the, 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 the certifications, which is great, um, with, of course, the, the wonderful photograph I was uh, sharing with people beforehand of yourself and Annette. Um, oh, yes, with, with our actually, dog. It, oh. Yeah, exactly. Uh, in, uh, in Battersea, uh, with your Lhasa Apsu Nampo. Yes. Yeah, he was a wonderful dog, thick as a plank and sweet as anything. <laughs> <laughs> that works on, on, on every level, etc. But also, <laughs> and when, when the sky was falling and the sky was falling, uh, you could now see where Tessa, she had your book for, I think, a considerable period of time, which is, which is fine. It was safely returned in the end, though, which was good. Yeah, good. Yes, my uh, mum my decided to claim the book for a while, didn't she? <laughs> oh, well, good. Good, it's still in circulation. I'm happy to hear that. And you'll be pleased to know, Arthur, that in lockdown, as far as I'm aware, it's safely ensconced in my office in Lincoln when I last saw it back in March. I might see it again in September, but who knows? You know, <laughs> you, don't, you don't go in at all. The university is closed down. Um, not when I'm in Middlesbrough. No, I'm mostly 126 miles away, which is kind wow. of the equivalent to, um, I suppose, what, San Diego and San Francisco or thereabouts? <laughs> Well, no, and LA. LA is yeah, just yeah. 100 miles away, yeah. No, everything now is being done online, uh, seeing students, connecting together, even doing radio shows like this, online. It's, it's amazing, stuff. absolutely amazing. But where there's a will, there seems to be a way, so it's fantastic. It's yeah. wonderful. No, it, it is very good. I'm, um, I'm singing that. <laughs> I, who use uh, parchment and turkey quill, you know. Yes, but as you said earlier, when we talked about uh, the creator of Maigret, Georges Simenon, he used to write his uh, texts in the bath with a typewriter. Yes, yeah, an Olympus, the little uh, uh, green co uh, colored uh, Olympus portable typewriter and a board over the bathtub. And uh, he took three weeks and completed a novel and that was it. And then he was so exhausted, he checked himself into a local clinic in, in Geneva for two weeks' recovery. Yeah, well, he was a character. All I can say is, thank heavens he was writing uh, before electric typewriters came into play, because that could have had all manner of unfortunate circumstances. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> I don't know, you know, something you just brought to mind. I don't know if if the bathtub was filled with water or it just was like a, a, a form-fitting thing that he felt comfortable in. Yeah, I don't know. Well, this is interesting. I mean, where do we actually do, where do we get our creativity from? Chloe, when you're writing your songs, uh, I mean, just, uh, where, where do you write your songs? Do you write them in the bath? Do you write them, you know, where, where do you put them together? And 
Well, it could be anywhere, really. But I mostly write my songs. Um, say I'll be sat at the piano. Um, I start playing around, fiddling with a few notes, work on the melody that way through starting with chords. And then the lyrics kind of come later. Sometimes it can be something that I've experienced or, or something that I've just heard about. Or say like lockdown, it could be the experience of the appendix, you know, rupturing. Actually, <laughs> that I'll just tell you that because Arthur, one thing that you won't be aware of is since we actually last spoke over the last few months, Chloe has been in hospital. She's had her appendix removed. She's had all sorts of other bits. She's gone through everything just to sort of you know, have the full experience. Well, I, I, I would imagine there's going to be a symphony out of her soon with all that. <laughs> exactly. What, what am I going to write next? That's it now. After all this happening, you never know, do you? No. no. <laughs> Intriguingly... Go I on, was going to say, you say that the lyrics sometimes come later, you know, after you had a melody and, and all that. I'm, I'm reminded I, I did uh, for quite a bit of time some work with the Sherman brothers, who uh, uh, Mary Poppins and, and uh, uh, all the other stuff. And I, I had never worked with composers before. And so I was amazed to see how they work, just as you said, you know, the melody comes and he says, look what I have here, or his lyrics and all of that. But the, the one uh, that really got me was Chim Chim Cheree, because- Chim 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 Cheroo. Couldn't resist it. Yeah, yeah that, that was it. They came in when I, I had a key to their office in Beverly Hills and I got there early and I made some coffee and I was sitting revising this project we were working on when they both came in together, one after another, but they hadn't talked yet that morning. They parked the car in their garage and they came upstairs and Bob said to Dick, gee, I've come up with a lyric and I've come up with a melody at the same time. And he said, that's funny, I did too last night. Well, I, 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 can't, I can't sing, I was always a listener. But nevertheless, this is the most mystifying thing. Each one hummed the same melody and they had almost identical lyrics for the first eight or 10 bars. It was extraordinary. They looked at each other and said, somebody must have told you that I was doing, because you hear it on the piano at night. No, not a thing. They actually each came up with it. So if you stop and think, is there any thought transference? This is another thing to add to that trunk. It's a mystical and strange world in which we live. Yeah. I put it down to Dick Van Dyke's influence personally and his wonderful attempt at a Cockney <laughs> accent. But there we are. Yeah. Mary Poppins. Arthur, I need to obviously uh, have our, our, our usual little mini version of what's happening in US politics. Uh, I see that the recent line that just came through, uh, we saw on the wire today, uh, Donald Trump actually claims nobody actually knew in America that Abraham Lincoln was a Republican until he actually made that clear. That's the truth. And we, we really, you know, uh, uh, we tend to put him in uh, the imbecile pile. But this is one time that it really is amazing. He came up with something that nobody else knew, including Lincoln. Yeah. 
it's, it's amazing. Well, did you see? Did you see about his cognitive uh, evaluation? Have you uh, have you had a chance to find out about it's, that? It's not it's not great, is it? Really, in terms of the overall. Oh, oh it is. It's stupendous, according to him. He one one day last uh, month or so, he went to the Walter Reed uh, Medical Facility, a federal facility, and took a cognitive test in front of many doctors. He said. And he aced it, he said. He came away with the doctor saying, we've never seen anything like this. This is incredible. And so one of the talking head shows we have here invited a doctor from Harvard who is a, a psychiatrist who is known for giving cognitive tests to people with Alzheimer's or who have had strokes and is an expert in uh, the analysis of cognitive tests. And she asked him what sort of test would he take generally? What would the questions be that he could so amaze the doctors and, and, and ace the test? He said, well, after hello, we showed them pictures of a camel, a lion, and a horse, and asked them to identify each one. Then we showed them a clock in which the little hand is on two and the big hand is on midnight, or 12, or whatever, and they have to tell us what time it is. The last question is, do you know where you are and what your name is? So I could easily see where the doctors would be amazed that this man actually answered all those questions correctly. I was, I was thinking actually, Arthur, that in all the villains that you wrote about, whether it be the Wild Wild West, Man from Uncle, Thrush, of course, uh, the Mod Squad, Green Hornet, uh, Wonder Woman, or even Maygrave's villains that he went up against. I mean, would you, I mean, surely if you created somebody like Mr. Trump, you would have, you, you might have had the writers group saying, no, it's too far fetched. Right. Well, you know, you know, I, I did a pilot called In by Nine, Out by Five, which is a standard thing here for dry cleaners. Uh, above all of their shops, they have In by Nine, Out by Five, you know, this and that. And in this case, it was a psychiatrist who operated his business much like a dry cleaning thing. He could cure you in one day. And um, uh, that, so I had to do some study with, with psychiatrists and psychologists to, to get a background on it. And I took one of their cognitive tests, which I must say was exactly, this was so many years back, exactly like this man said, you know, what time is it on that clock? You know, can you identify a camel? Can you? <laughs> that was the depth of it. Still, I suppose it says something that at least we can develop that and also recognize the positivity in each other. Uh, Tessa, any questions or thoughts you'd like to, to raise at this point? Oh, unmute my mic. <laughs> yes, um, Arthur, how have you, um, I mean, you've obviously been through a lot of experiences during your time and you've met a lot of incredible people. Um, but of course, the lockdown has kind of thrown us all, this coronavirus. What have you made of, of all of it? And how have you been coping? Well, I, I happen to be an isolationist by nature. Um, and I don't mean this to be glib. I, I have absolutely a, a joy in being alone. 
and I also enjoy being with people. But if I had to make a choice, and because Annette's at the end of this table here, I would, <laughs> I would, I would opt for at least to be with her and a pox on everything else. And so he said, I, I really, it has not been difficult for me, except physically. We both love to go out, of course, to restaurants and, and see things and go to the beach and all of that. But uh, in terms of, of isolation, uh, I'm doing everything I love only more, reading and writing and, and doing things like that. So, you know, I think, I, I, I think uh, that this is meant to be a cleansing time, or at least we should use it as that. Yeah, I quite agree. And you've got a beautiful, I mean, I can kind of see some, I don't know whether it's a garden or I don't know your yeah, back on our patio and behind me is an old old Mexican serape hiding uh, uh, hanging on the wall and then there's a garden which stretches all the way out and that plant that you see above uh, to the left or right of my head I can't see Ooh. which way the thing is called the pitcher plant from Africa and it grows these uh, pitchers uh, that fill with moisture and trap insects and the plant lives oh, on it. It's, it's, it's an Andre's arm. Fantastic. And that's arm is in the background. Wow. It's a fascinating thing and it keeps regenerating. The, the pitchers die off, they fall off and the next thing you know, three weeks later, there are fresh pitchers. In wow. <laughs> our, our canyon that, that uh, we've talked about uh, every now and then is to my left and this morning we had as we have many mornings we had a, a beautiful male coyote walking on just close to this patio in in the garden was he chasing a roadrunner by any chance yeah no i haven't seen him roadrunner, but i wish he did <laughs> oh and we had a bobcat yeah and that just reminded me we had a bobcat who was playing under one of the trees here and all of that but, San Diego. Uh, it, it's what I've always said, Arthur. The scenery is so much better on radio. You know, we've, uh, how we've coped <laughs> yeah. with all, without this technology, I really don't know. <laughs> yeah, it's true. It's I've, true. Had a, I've had a little blackbird in our garden for goodness knows weeks now, and she's so, so noisy, bless her. I don't know whether she's um, helping her babies to fly or calling them, but she sits on the fence and she doesn't stop. Yes. I mean, she's yeah. sure she's waiting for them to fledge. She's calling them to, do, to come. I, mean, yeah. I could add that I had pigeons in the roof a wee while ago, but thankfully I fixed the roof and they've gone now. So that's all nice. Chloe, <laughs> <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> over to you. Thoughts from yourself? Um, I just, I would really love to know, sort of, um, Arthur, what's your sort of favourite, if you could say about all the things you've done in your career, what's the thing that stands out to you most? Apart I, from marrying Annette you... Andre, obviously. Yes, yes, yes obviously. Yes. <laughs> um, it's funny, I, I've done, I don't know how many, but it's an awful lot of stuff. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of boggled when I think about the, the amount of material turned. I don't remember half of it. I'm being generous there. But when I was writing for a, a show on NBC radio called Monitor, 
we did a 15 minute, it was a, a news type show and um, it was like 60 minutes. We covered a lot of stuff. And it was my, one of my first jobs after I, uh, I had been a page at NBC, which is a way up in getting into the business and uh, taking people on tours of the Rockefeller Center, NBC area. And then my first job was on Radio Monitor. And once a week for 15 minutes, we did a, a fiction, a radio play. And I wrote several which were rejected. And I finally wrote one, which they liked very much. And Mike Wallace of 60 Minutes uh, fame, I don't know if you two would remember him, but Alex would, um, was one of the actors who uh, starred in it. It was called A Ring That Looked Like a Ruby. And it was taken from uh, Gilbert and Sullivan's uh, trial by jury. And uh, I wrote a 15 minute uh, uh, fictive piece, which <laughs> I don't know if it's perversity or what is my favorite thing I ever wrote. <laughs> so <laughs> there you, I don't know whether it's yeah, beginning or, or why. It's, a, it's another golden nugget, and I still say where the world is awaiting the companion to, of course, Annette's fabulous Where Have I Been All My Life, uh, the Arthur Weingarten biography. I think that needs to, to be uh, put together as well. Um, talking about radio shows, I was chatting to a, a Los Angeles radio producer who produces Succotash podcasts and so on. It was written for Saturday Night Live and developed various other things, Mark Hershon. And we both felt that it's high time X minus one returns. Do you remember X minus one as the radio sci-fi drama of the 1950s, Arthur? I do. I remember that well. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I just, well, I just think the campaign should start now. We should actually get people more, you know, a, 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 a million maybe worlds from a, a thousand could be galaxies and so on. But something you like know, that. you know, I don't know how it works. I'm talking about now podcasts and all you say, you know, you put online and podcasts and people around the world can hear it. And I don't understand it. I really truly don't and don't know, but I know it exists. And the reason I'm saying this is, Prior to all of this digital, or whatever you call it, explosion, the only way you could access the old radio shows was if they made tape series of, of the recordings, the actual studio recordings. And I used to collect them and have, have everything. Um, but today, you could start a radio series with a podcast in your living room or your bathroom, or garage, or wherever, and have an audience. So I'm all for it. If this fellow yeah. wants to, to uh, revive that, have him contact me. I'd love to write a script for it. I think that would work perfectly well. And, and Tessa obviously is doing a podcast herself called Country in the Kitchen, uh, which uh, emerged. In fact, we're seeing, we're seeing the very studio with the echo effects that the first Country in the Kitchen was actually broadcast from before she actually moved the location, apparently, uh, for, for better sound quality. <laughs> Yeah, so I, I mean, it's un, uh, seemingly unlimited, you know, and I, I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I do know that these things exist and it, it's a whole new world. And given the fact of how the enforced isolation we're all in, um, it, it's a marvelous way of keeping in touch and, and doing new things. Sorry, I was just getting X minus one through my system here, so <laughs> ignore the uh, the strange things that are actually coming through. But uh, the yeah, listen to that. Exactly, it's, it's, it's a radio show. It, it is. It's 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 a, it's a whole new world. 
I did. This, is, this was the introduction. Yeah. And you know, I didn't hear that. That's okay. <laughs> yes, and you know, Arthur, that's where we were. Pick up script. Yeah. No, I think it's a wonderful idea. And, and uh, you know, a, a while ago, uh, Annette was contacted by a, an actress um, in Bristol who wanted to do a, a version of Randall and Hopkirk, a new uh, version. And uh, Annette was all for it and thought it was wonderful and stayed in touch with the woman. And she has a company of professional actors who are making a pilot of it. Now they have no rights. They don't, they haven't done anything, but they're forging ahead. And she did an introduction to, to this. She filmed it here or taped it here in, in, in San Diego and sent it to them. But even if it never sees the light of day, it's a wonderfully creative thing to do. You know, something in which they have a passion for it and all of that. And that's why I think this, this time, this terrible thing we're all going through the, is truly pandemic and will change the world. It will change the world and how we view things. Uh, and that includes entertainment. We have a whole new world to look at. Arthur, as we move well into the 21st century, you have proven once again to be inspirational, almost beyond words. And I'm going to push those boundaries again for the, for the closing questions. I'm going to invite Tessa to ask that critical question uh, for this little Zoomer. Tessa, over to you, please. Arthur, have you enjoyed your very first Zoom link on the midweek drive? I have, I have. I'm, I'm amazed how much I have enjoyed it, yes. <laughs> Computers don't bite Arthur. They, they work with <laughs> us. We can connect together with, our, with, with Annette's magical uh, fingers working on one side to get that connected. She was trained by her daughter, so great stuff on that point yes, of view. We have connected. Truth. That's the truth. <laughs> I, think, I think it's done as, um, over the lockdown, technology has really done as well, hasn't it? Especially yes, for yes, it really has. You know, I, I, I can't believe that I'm saying this. Someone a long time ago, uh, a friend in England, said to me when I refused his teaching me the computer and all of that, he said, one day you will join the crowd. And I said, that will be the day. Maybe this is the day. <laughs> this could be the day. It will go down in memory, Arthur, as the 11th of July, 2020, the day when Arthur Weingarten finally connected with the world via Zoom. <laughs> I think a round of applause. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> I'll, 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 I'll clap for that. <laughs> so I take uh, it then you will return in the not too distant future? I'm not moving from this seat. <laughs> Shall we? Shall we take another photo to prove? That yeah, okay. Yeah. T Tessa's becoming very adept in this taking images on the camera. So Tessa is now going to actually get a photograph uh, of the four of us doing the midweek drive so that proof exists for generations that you are connected via the medium of computing, which is wonderful. That's okay with you, Arthur. Yes, that's wonderful. Are you ready? Yes, email. And then ready. just email the photo right. to her. Yeah. Excellent. There you go. Are we happy oh, with that? That's great. And I'm sure, I'm sure Tessa might even show it to us, Arthur, proving that, you know, back in the day, she used to have to send it to, the, to, 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 uh, to get developed. But there we are, Arthur. You can say, oh, my word, ignore. ignore As the old Kodak little box camera said, <laughs> it came out. <laughs>